Blog Talk Radio. Dara Bindwood, and you are listening to Incantation Nation. We're on episode 12, if you can believe that. It is quarantine week 38, and boy, as the year wanes, am I getting more and more magical shit happening in my life. I'm going to grab my <laughs> ginger ale. Alrighty, Incantation Nation. <coughs> if you hear me coughing, it's because I got a piece of quinoa stuck in my throat. And you do have to say it like that. It is obligatory. I'm just letting you know. So I'm drinking some ginger ale to get the quinoa out of my throat. I could gargle. Should I gargle this ginger ale? No. What do you mean, no? No. Nah. No, seriously, (laughs) professional opinion. Should I gargle this ginger ale? No. I'm doing it. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? I get I, uh, all of <laughs> You know, listen. Uh, <laughs> our, <laughs> our definition of professionalism is different than our other people's definition of professionalism. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Uh, full-heartedly. What? Is that like an afterthought? You're just like, he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You're like, whatever, Hedera. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your head right now? Oh, my word. It's like a giggle festival right now. It Holy is. F- it is. Okay, so my children are safely home now so I can relax because I get nervous when our lead antagonist uh, drives in the rain because Neve does not like driving in the rain in the dark. So it's her discomfort that gives me discomfort. That sounds super selfless. I sound like such a good mom when I say shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to rein this in. I have lost my mind today. But this is perfect for a show about another one of the horned gobs. um, Because it always gets calamitous and crazy. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So in case you didn't know, Incantation Nationalist, it is Krampusnacht. And I love the Krampus. 
um, the plural of Krampus. Excuse me, ginger ale. Excuse me, sorry, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. Um, is Krampen, the Krampen. So there's one Krampus, and more than one is Krampen, um, because where this holiday is celebrated, oh, I should put some listeners on this task to see if there are any Krampus walks um, in North Carolina. I think there is. But I oh, love, a Krampus walk. Yes. There, okay, so let me finish my original thought. Krampus, the Krampus Nacht is um, December 4th slash 5th. And my youngest, Johan Tanner, Gerhard Chevens, was born this evening, not until 10 p.m., so we're having his party tomorrow. But he was born on Krampusnacht, and in the Alpine country, where this beautiful horned deity is celebrated, they have different kinds of festivals. And one way that they celebrate is with a Krampus walk. And they go, it's basically a night parade through the towns, and there's Torches and like people dressed up as Krampus. So there's this, you know, usually several like animal pelts and horns are fashioned. Like if you can, if you look on Pinterest or Google Image or wherever, you're going to see um, all kinds of horned costume and pelts and it's just gnarly and grindy and gritty and it's just uh I want to do it I want to fly over there but Europe and generally the rest of the world is not allowing Americans (laughs) into the country (laughs) and rightly so because we suck largely right now um but anyway so how are you, Bradwick? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, work week has wound you... down. Wound? Winded? Wound. Winded? Wound. Wound. You're the English major. Wound right? down. Has wound okay. down. Yeah, past tense of wind. We'll go with that. Yeah? Is it wound? <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple <laughs> wounds along the way. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. But you're good? I'm good. I'm a good. With like three O's. Okay. Whoa. That's a big deal. Cool. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So we should be joined by someone else in our study group, Chimera, or Chimera, say it fast. <laughs> how, about just, how about just camp? Chimera, Chimera. Yes. Camp. Yes, she is here. They are they. here. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Because yes. definitely... I'm sorry. 
Yeah, too much personality for just one person, Bradwick. You got to get that shit straight. I do. I know. Yeah. I apologize. Too much, too Peach. much personality for just one gender. You know what I'm saying? Bump the whole idea is what I'm talking about. Um, so Chimera is on the show with us this evening because I throw out little tests and bonus questions to the study group that Chimera and Bradwick Peach are um, part of, and Chimera got it right. Ding dong! (laughs) So, uh, Chimera is a guest on our show this evening, mostly as backup to our English major, Bradwick. (laughs) Wait, what degree did you get? Was it an associate or, or was it a BA? What was it? It was a bachelor's of fine arts. Oh, a BFA. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's impressive. But less about you and more about Cam. Where <laughs> 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 are you, Chimera? <laughs> more about Cam. <laughs> so tell us, tell um, us who you are. Tell us who you are. Well, uh, I am doing well. I, well, as well as I can be in the, these times. I um, right. My I, I've stopped calling it the new normal and just calling it the now normal. Um, yeah, because it's not even new anymore. <sighs> and who I am is I. <laughs> I I am Chimera. I am yes. a little bit of everything. Um, we we actually just had a conversation about that. Um, we did, and uh, and why it's perfect. So um, you, you I am. Share, you want to share why it's perfect? Yes. Um, so typically, so in in mythology, um, yeah. or in. Well, in history, we should say. I don't yes, like to necessarily yeah. call it mythology because I would agree. You know, um, a chimera is a melding of creatures. It was a like lion, goat, snake thing, um, and but more recently, it's been it's been seen as in even in humans and in animals as um, as whenever a biological thing has two sets of DNA, um, and we right. do that in intersexed humans, and yeah. also in uh, and a lot of those humans are now identifying as non-binary. Um, yeah. Which, as if my pronouns didn't tell you, hi, I'm Cam, and I'm non-binary. Um, <laughs> hi, Cam, non-binary, non-binary. Hi. Um, and Hi. so, yeah, so it was, it's perfect, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's that. So that's why it's perfect. Cool. And, uh, and, and thank you for that, by the way. For what? For what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're welcome. It is my pleasure to have you and Bradwick and our other five staves in the study group 
um, it is my honor and pleasure to share the learningness with all of you. So, Brad, do we have our lead antagonist joining us as well? We do. I believe she is already here. Neve? Is that true Hello. or is it rumor? <gasps> it's Neve! I'm you are home safe. That rumor. Okay, excellent. Well, I was worried, and now everybody knows it because I'm including it in the show, um, because it was raining and dark, and I was concerned because you and little brother were driving home. Do yeah, we also have Johan? I am right here. <laughs> you are. I'm here. You know who's. You know whose birthday it is tonight on Krampus Knock? <gasps> it's Mine. yours. It's yours. Do you want us to sing? Yes, I'd love it. <laughs> okay. We'll do it at a like quick tempo. Ready? Happy birthday okay. to you. Say to Happy birthday. You. Happy birthday. 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 I mean, that's what I heard from you. <laughs> yes, it was about 10.30. It was about 10.30, eight years ago, tonight. I wonder if it was dark and stormy. I was kind of busy. I don't remember what the weather was. So what are you doing with your last moments of being seven years old? Um, right now, nobody's putting my hair up, but right now I am sitting on the couch. Um, Excellent. Hanging out with us. I love that. You're amazing. Well, I hope your birthday, which we will celebrate tomorrow when we have all weekend long to do it, um, I hope it's a wonderful one and a beautiful one. Because you are wonderful and beautiful. I hope you have a happy birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty. So we have Neve and Johan for now until he passes out sleeping on the couch. And and Cam and Bradwick Peach. So we are all accounted for. So we had just been discussing that tonight is Krampusnacht and that in eight, eight, count them, different alpine countries, there are either festivals or night parades or um, Krampus walks. And I would love it if one of our listeners could super sleuth whether or not um, North Carolina has a Krampus walk. I think, I think Asheville, no, probably not because 
COVID ruins everything. So there's probably not a Krampus walk in um, North Carolina this year. Maybe next year. Definitely next year because it's wild and it's fun. It's a lot of, you know, I don't know, revelry. just makes me happy. It's another holiday for the horned god, and it just giggles my heart and makes me happy. Okay. Well, apparently there isn't one this year, but there was one last year in Noda and Charlotte. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay, so... So there but that makes me really sad now. Yeah. So then that proves that they're not that we're not having it because of the COVIDness. So that's a bummer. But next year we will be able to do that um, because it's usually sponsored and there's usually donations made to um, charities and stuff. So you gotta love when pagan horned gods um, <laughs> become a new holiday after the 2020 shit show um, that this year has been. Um, I don't know. How, how is everyone's, you know, quarantine going? It's, it's kind of the only question that we ask now. But, okay, so the point with Krampusnacht and Krampus, do any of you know what that word translates to in German. Krampus. Anyone. Anyone. Bueller. Uh, I ha- I have an idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Neve, lead antagonist. What does Krampus mean? Teacher, 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 call on me. Don't do that. I'm not doing it. I, we will totally disconnect you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to guess, I'm going to hazard a guess, that Krampus comes from Krampen, which means claw. Yes. In the Krampus German. Is, yes, in the German. Totally. In the German. It means, it means the claw. Um, and the Krampus claw. has existed. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Uh, but it's existed in the Alpine traditions. <laughs> Um, far longer than any documentation can tell you. Um, But in the Alpine countries, during the Yule holiday, um, to spend the darkest day and the darkest night in the Alpine countries is, I mean, equivalent to some pretty scary shit. Um, It's a 750-mile stretch of mountains through eight countries, Austria, Germany, Italy, Liechtenstein, Monaco, Slovenia, and Switzerland. So, yes, you actually have people in northern Italy celebrating a holiday for the Horned God. And I just think... These are excellent facts, and I'm glad they are now in my brain hole. Um, but we're not going to go through, and there's some more recent versions of Krampus um, that have taken on 
super racist distinctions. And we're not going to talk about that crap because I'm not going to give it further airtime. But these are Googleable facts that people can look up. But we're not going to talk about um, those things because I don't think it's worth the time. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about goats and goddesses and the horned god. We're going to bust a myth, though, straight out of the gate, because um, Gerald Baum, who is a fantastic artist, he um, released a book um, with his art featured in it, and I absolutely love his art. But in his novel, he claims that uh, Krampus is the child of Hell, Hela, Queen of the Underworld. And that is fiction, and it's not quite clear in his book that that is fiction. But we are here to tell you, as card-carrying members of the pagan lifestyle, that that is not an actual part of our history, uh, nor is it part of any mythos except for Gerald Brom. I mean, we love him. Your art's great, but educate some folks, would you? Um, okay, that said, Krampus is a horned god in the Alps, cloven hooves of a goat, um, I'm kind of thinking, Cam, that you're perfect to be on this show since you are part lion, goat, snake. So it feels like this is appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I feel a little familiar. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a little like, oh, hey, we're friends. Fine. I love that you use the word familiar. I feel like it should be a bonus word for this evening. But the figure of Krampus um, traditionally has had a long pointy tongue which hangs out suggesting sexual proclivity um, along with the Rutten Rutten and the Rutten is a rod or a staff or a bundle of reeds or chains um, but they're always birch and rootin comes from the same word as rod an old English term for um, long stick but he usually has a bag or a wash tub or a basket in which to stuff naughty children um, for laziness and not pulling their weight around the, the house and I've had to tell Johan on a number of occasions that he is not going to be carried off in a basket on his birthday. One, because he does all his chores and we love him. But two, because if you're born during the feast night or on the feast night for Krampus, you have political amnesty. You actually have immunity to being seized and stuffed in the basket of Krampus. Neve, on the other hand, would be full-on candidate 
for the Krampus basket. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had to bargain to get her back on a couple of occasions. Um, but we go back a long, long ways, me and Krampus, and we're friends. And illustrations will often show him wearing um, chains to bind children. Um, but the original mythos, the original festival, um, was that Krampus would um, subdue death and destruction. So his job was actually as a protector of the people in the Alpine region and these eight countries. And several of them, not just one, although popularization has made it um, one Krampus, but the Krampen, there's more than one goat god or I guess in southern Italy it would be satyrs, but the Krampen um, would go through the town jingling their bells and their chains to ward off evil spirits and or um, death itself looking to claim any lives of the people who lived in those mountains for hundreds of years, thousands of years, actually. Um, we know from anthropology and archaeology how long Krampus has been celebrated and documented in the traditional texts and oral traditions of the elves. So, um, the birch bundle, the Rutan, that Krampus carries, um, those are gifted to Krampus by the goddess Perkta. And Perkta is the equivalent of Frau Holle, um, which is more noted um, in Western cultures because she's more user-friendly. I'm just going to say it like that. Uh, she's popular because she fits the gender mold of chastity and goodness and whatever, pure as the driven snow, all that bullshit that goes along with gender socialization. Um, but Frau Perkta, who is one of my <clears throat> personal favorites, she represents the wilds and the beasts of the wood um, and actually would punish, along with Krampus, would punish alpine peoples if they did not take proper care of their farm animals and their family. And that's when the whole disemboweling thing would happen. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, that's cool. A holiday goddess that disembowels. Yes, yes, pagans, we actually do have that. And it sounds like a dream to me. I mean, I could get down with that. But um, I thought we should know some of those facts along with some facts about the Ibex. So 
the goats that are indigenous to that mountain range are European ibex. And these goats, they're wild goats, of course, um, the alpine ibex, which is the capra ibex, if you want to get technical. Males are about 40 inches at the withers, and they weigh about 260 pounds. That's as much as, like, a human dude, bro. That's that's a large creature. The females of the species weigh about 70 pounds. So we're talking a 200-pound difference of muscle mass and these crazy righteous horns on their heads. I don't know. Does anyone else think this cool? Because I think this is kind of cool. That's no? pretty cool. That's a lot of goat. <laughs> yeah, they like I I remember seeing um this comparison of the horns of Ibex to like other of to other like goat species and right they're they're terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm here look, for it. I just like, if I want, if I'm going to die for my goat, it's going to be an Ibex. Like, I'm here for it. But <laughs> if I had to pick a goat species, I would... oh, right. Like, oh, if I had to be disemboweled by a goat, it's going to be an Ibex. But, like, you know what? I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I, I'd never thought of it before today, but, you know. Um... I feel like this is meant to be. Right. You know, so but yeah, they're they're terrifying. But um, but yeah, they um. Also, I want to know how much of their weight is like in their horns. Oh wow, that like, is a that's a clever question. Somebody Google that. Sweet. So the silent presence on the show is always my housemate Erin, and though she doesn't say much on camera as podcasts are known for their visual imagery. Erin um, is our super sleuth and looks up shit. And then quietly, 15 kgs. Okay, the alpine, how would you say that? Ibises? Ibexes? No. Are 15 kgs. And we know that one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. So we're going to say so that's like, like 34. 34 pounds of orange? Shit, son. That's majestic. Hello. And they can get curly. And actually, they can grow into like piercing the lower jaw. I've seen those. It's crazy. It's nuts. Anyway, back to the topic. Um, anyway, they're happy yeah, now that we're done they, fantasizing about horn length. Holy yeah. shit, that's funny. Um, the <laughs> snow line. <laughs> this is Bradwood Peach is our laugh track guy and our lead engineer. We love him for all of those purposes. Um, but the Ibex. He's a man of many purposes. So many talents. It's distracting, isn't it? 
Anyway, uh, the ibexes, ibises, okay, whatever, are absent from the woodland. They prefer a habitat above the snow line. Um, the males tend to stay in the forest themselves, which is the um, the province of the providence province of Frau Park, and the females prefer the rocky slopes because they're agile as shit. But the sexes of the ibex are separated between April and November. So what happens is between December and January, that is when they congregate for the sexy time. So what I'm saying is during that's when they the dark, horny. you know, it, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're talking about getting horny. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's when they knock all 34 pounds of horn together. Hello. So they're knocking anyway. horns. That's my new metaphor. I'm just keeping that. Um, okay. This is when the rut season happens. Um, so the sounds and the echoes of the matingness and the fightingness has got to be terrifying, especially when you know it's a 260-pound animal trying to kill another 60-pound animal, 260-pound animal. So it's like, that's going to be fucking terrifying. Shouldn't it be? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm just thinking. I mean, if I was six year old, six years old, seven year old, or maybe turning eight, I would definitely be folding my laundry. <laughs> it's just, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, and I thought that way, like a giant thing was going to come get me, shove me in a bag, and like, yeah, I'd be terrified. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be folding and vacuuming and emptying the dishwasher like a boss. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, I was just going to say something, but it's gone from my brain now. Anyway, male horns can reach up to 40 inches long. These are my stats now. Sexual maturity happens at a year and a half. What the Hades? That's, that's, uh, yeah. They can live about 20 years and sometimes will come out of the forest and into villages. Okay. So now we're going to get to the fun part of this film because, uh, how do I even say this? How do I tell this story? So Bradwick and I were talking about the show for Krampusnacht. And he asked me, do you have an incantation? And I said, not yet. I'll either have to research something historic or write one. And that's where the story gets a little cray because the night before last, <clears throat> pardon me, I couldn't sleep. And I'm on a bunch of meds because both Cam and I, ridiculously or not, and Neve, sorry, Bradwick, you're the only one 
that doesn't have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. So this is kind of crazy. Odd man out. <laughs> anyway. Right. He's, he's the odd man out for rare diseases. You know what I'm saying? Just get with it. I, right. I, I like, do have... You do have what? Well, I, I do have Tourette, if that helps. Oh, well, that counts. Well, you you get to join the rare disease club. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip of ginger ale. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yes, welcome, Bradley. <laughs> Gang's all here. I love that. Okay, so honey, what I happened? The, I make the joke that my hands come with their own fidget toys. Whoa, what are we talking about now? Because I can pop are my hands out of are we still talking about the mating portion of the show? I don't think so. Probably. No, yeah, probably. That's how I function as well. Okay. So anyway, um, I told Bradwick that if I couldn't find one, I would have to write one. Yada, yada, yada. Two nights ago. Or, no. Yeah, two nights ago, I couldn't sleep. And I have this sleep app that tracks my sleeping and it tells me what stage of sleep I'm in. And it documented that I did not sleep at all two nights ago. And yesterday morning, I just woke up from this non-sleep. I had been having crazy, crazy non-sleep dreams. Because technically I was asleep, but the brain waves were like right there just below sleep stage. Like I was in that lucid dreaming funkiness that happens. You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And I woke up at 6 a.m. and I grabbed my phone and I started writing. Curiously. And I wrote on this no sleep binge, I wrote for four hours straight from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 actually. And housemate comes in and says, holy hell, you look like shit. She's laughing. But see, no one believes you're real because because I spoke last week. Okay, okay. Erin's real. I was on the show last week. And she didn't say I looked like unholy mattress moaning. But definitely weird and exhausted because I had been writing for four hours straight. You sounded drunk. I sounded drunk? Yes, you sounded drunk. Okay, I sounded drunk. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I'm glad my witchcraft shows up and looks like alcoholic inebriation. That's awesome. So so I didn't think about what I had written for four hours straight. I slept from 11.30 to 5 p.m. yesterday because I was so exhausted from the not sleeping and the vivid dreaming and then the four hours of writing. Okay, so that brings us to now because 
I wrote, um, I guess what we decided, Neve and Aaron and I, what equates to a fable. And I write a lot of poetry. You can read my shit at Hedera Bindwood wrote. I have my literary Facebook page where I put all of my incantations. Um, but Neve, Aaron, and I uh, discussed what this was because I write poetry. But when you have a, a poem that's this freaking long, it's, te- <laughs> it's technically a fable. Um, so I wanted to share the incantation first and then discuss. What do you guys think? I'm ready. Sounds like, sounds like a plan. We've got our English. Okay. We've got our English major. We've got our chimera. We have our lead antagonist and the birthday boy. Shit, this could not get better. This feels magical as hell. Okay. All right. So grab your notes. And, yes, we are going to post this on the um, Incantation Nation Facebook page and send us comments uh, through email or message or in the chat room, whatever. Um, but our email is incantationnation2020 at yahoo.com. <clears throat> I will clear my throat because it's going to take a minute or 15 to read it. So get comfy and take because once I'm done reading this, your brain's going to be a little twisty. It may be better suited, you know, as a breakfast cereal because your brain is going to be like a hot bowl of oatmeal when we're done with this incantation. All right. Who's ready? Holler I. 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 Yeah putting the baby to sleep. She's probably already knocked out. Um, you guys ready? Let's do it. And we're calling it the fable for Krampusnock. The wind howled and it shook as it hurled its lament. The number of hunted had long since lost sense. Frau Perkta held the wood and the beasts of the wild. But the tales of this age shook man, woman, and child. She lent him her branches to drive back the ailing, to cleanse them of torment and forgive them their failings. He stalked and he prowled, hooves frozen and muddied, claws idly clicked, yet were strangely unbloodied. For she bid them take children, so given to sloth, the kind who left tasks and leave unfolded their cloth. Yet his chains had grown quiet, and his basket stayed empty, houses scant of the shiftless, hard workers aplenty. For the winds told Frau Perkta 
that a sickness came calling. Children guarded elders. Others nurtured the fallen. The she-goats were milked. The hogs bedded down. The geese were all nestled. No neglect to be found. The stove was kept warm and the fire stayed lit. The roof was repaired and the wood had been split. The herbs had been gathered and the tinctures been made. The healthy bore errands so hands could be laid. The icy gusts blew and they combed her long tresses. The snow was her veil and the drifts were her dresses. She called forth the gales and when the black crow should caw, she bade the lakes freeze and when they should thaw. But she held back her worst, for they both agreed that the gates of hell's claim had too early swung free. Her paroxysms had circled and witnessed with dread that what should have been springtime was so filled with dead the crampin stood forward and to her bowed horned heads, for Frau Perkta was queen, and they heard what she said. Down your bell and be free of your basket. Their beasts have been cared for while their bairn lay in caskets. A price they have paid that is not often seen, yet their tasks lay completed and their houses kept clean. All help had been offered and the children stayed in. Their mothers scrubbed faces, hot meals shared with kin. I see no neglect here, nary a task out of place. Yet they lay out our offerings, and they sing out our names. They've heard the great mother through the voice of a child. They've seen through the folly and have chosen the wild. I believe they've been righted, and we should spare them the birch. What they'll suffer this winter will answer their search. Losses have purged them of dreamt riches untold and thus have returned, he finished, to the ways of the old. We ask you, fair Perkta, do we not capture death? Do we not ward off Spirit who leaves them bereft? Are our chains not for binding, our baskets their cage? For those who did nothing but lashed out in rage, are we not meant to collect 
the payments we're due, the crimes against nature, their denial of truth. And with that, Frau Perkta summoned them all. The winds whistled frenzy. The crampin sharpened their claws. So she whipped up her wrath. She weighed all their wrongs, their faces and lies, countless mourners in throngs. Their toddlers left crying, villagers killed in the square, those stripped of their voices, their cupboards laid bare, the homeless, the sick, the greed, and the lying. Take up your chains, said she. Our people are dying. Your hooves will wear thin for what I charge you with now. They knelt in the snow. Smirks crept to their brow. You shall seize all corrupt that you capture this night. Our villager families shall sleep without fright. The convent grew fevered, and they filed their horns. Frau Perta allowed them to command the dark storms. They bellowed and huffed, and their fur stood on end. They clawed and they stomped, crazed to begin. She stepped from the tree line to stand in full sight so that those of the old ways could witness all nature's might. She equipped them with birch staves to raise on their skin the evil that they'd visited upon all our kin. She had mended their basket and lengthened their chain. She encanted her blessings open into their manes. She strengthened their backs for the work they would do, the accounting of evil or crimes they'd accrued. She arose in the dark, frozen queen of the north, and off praised the Krampin when she bid them go forth. She cast a soft hush that should descend on these lands. Frau Perkta, the wild, then opened her hand. A bind rune of justice formed a flake of pure love, and she commanded these crystals heal the lost and unloved. The people had learned what matters most is to honor the living and reveal all our ghosts, to gather and secure and share what we have to safeguard our kinfolk and our bond, the sad. 
The winter came harsh. It exacted its toll. It claimed our beloved, added name to the roll. We cried out lament into those winds, which reached all the Krampens who avenged our dead kin. For their baskets are woven to withstand the cruel, to carry the tyrant as well as the fool. Lost to their fate, she knew they would cry, that they would beg for themselves and redouble their lives. She'd streak ice in that wind, and with a razor-sharp, she'd silence their voices, iced daggers she'd thrust. A judgment she rendered, glacial and frozen, for it was not our children the Krampen had chosen. To greed and to riches, our leaders had flocked, and on the door of Frau Perta, they unwittingly knocked. Be comforted your sorrows. We will suffer together. A spring we are promised, blooming yarrow and heather. Tend our bonds as a village and love all our kin. Stay true to our right and savor our wind. For we honor the old gods, carry forward our ways. Our survival is written by chapter each day. Squeeze all our babies, ease the pain of our grief. The goddess of winter is no common thief. She carries out justice passionate hand when the children pagans who honor the land tis Krampus the henchman who collects all the debts oft lurking and pawing no escape from fate's net hark well these magics swirl below and above Krampus is consequence. So charge each deed with love. A blessed cramps knocked to all on this night, and may justice be done. We will persevere. <sighs> so that's you know I oops sorry. That's what poured out of me yesterday morning between 6 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And by the time I was finished with it, I was delirious and I... Basically got crazy cakes, and of course I must have sounded drunk 
to Erin by the time she came in the room because I had not slept at all. And then when I, quote, unquote, awoke, I wrote for four hours nonstop. And it wasn't until this evening that I even thought to count the stanzas. And Aaron counted how many stanzas there were. How many was it? Fifty-five. Fifty-five stanzas. Fifty-five. And when she told me this, I started to cry because I have never in my life written anything like this. And I made no edits. Like when I looked at it again, like at 6 o'clock p.m. when I woke up from my stupor, I, I was shocked because it was the longest piece I had ever written. It was in a style that I don't usually write in. I mean, the poetry sounds like me. Um, but I was stunned. I was stunned. And when I'm spell-checking it, I'm like, there's no edit. And I didn't know what to make of that because usually I change some things around and I move stuff around. But I didn't this time. And, yeah, so it sounds like the pagan Krampus-knocked version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that happened, guys. <laughs> so, Yeah. Fill in the blanks. You guys start talking. I'm going to eat this candy. (laughs) Right? Seriously, right? So let's analyze. Let's go to the scoreboard. (laughs) Um, I'm still digesting it. Um, Just knowing that you, God, like you spent four hours, 55 stanzas, like not even really knowing what was, you know, being regurgitated onto the paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, it's amazing. And I find myself as, um, as, as the designated English major, um, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> um, well, unless you lied to us about that degree, I, <laughs> no, really, I really do have a degree. <laughs> um, <laughs> As an English major, what do you, what's, your rea- what's your reaction? I mean, I love it. When I was listening to you, and I'm really glad I was able to read it and hear you at the same time. I, it, was, it, was, it was a really good experience. I got, <laughs> I got a couple hints of Dr. Seussiness in there. Oh my God, you're a riot! Now you're calling me Ted Geisel. I mean, 
It's busted. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's hearing the meter. It's about the meter. It's the same I meter know. from the places you'll go. Oh, yes, no shit, yes. Nev. It's okay. I, I honestly heard, I heard some of the same thing, um, and it is the same. It's the same meter. It's fine. Um, everyone falls into that. Um, with, is, is it like the Grinch, like in Whoville? No, I just said it's the places you'll go. Oh, yes. okay. And this is why she's the lead antagonist, guys. She's <laughs> always really friendly to me. <laughs> anyway, I was I interrupted you, Cam. Cam, what were you saying? Yeah, it was um I kind of heard that that same like Dr. Susian thing at that one point at one point. But the the thing that I kind of latched onto here is that while it's about Krampus knocked, yeah, it's it's actually more about Frau Perth, and I cannot, I, I am not at all good at speaking German, but it's more about um, Frau Perth. Yeah. Um, and like how, yes, her job, like in tradition, is to keep people in in line and to keep children in line. Um, right. Let's, let's be real. We're being led by children. Right. And Western they haven't been kept in line. Right. They're fucking doomed. Well, and Krampus means, you know, the Krampus means claws. So effectively, right. she's using them as hands. Right. So they are her like, flaws, you know? Right. And my, like, the thing that I thought was interesting was how we got, like, how you kind of had the disappointed, um, the disappointed crumpin yes. at the beginning. Yes. And they're just like, but mom, we really <laughs> wanted to go get some kids today. And she's like, honey, sorry, but there's no bad children in the village. <gasps> They're yeah. like, can we kill politicians? And then she's I'm like, like there are children. <laughs> there, there are children. They're just called Mitch McConnell. You know? Right? <laughs> there are children. Brad, They're just orange. Yeah, they're orange colored. You'll know them. They smell like Cheetos. They'll make pretty baskets. Brad, yeah, I was going to say, Bradwick, more English. More English. <laughs> more English. <laughs> I mean, speak more, more. Yeah, speak more words to us. Uh, well. I mean, are you, are you um, gobsmacked? Uh, well, all right, so before this, you told me it was going to scramble my brain whole. Yeah, and it did. So I'm, yeah. I'm more currently I am more tuned into the content rather than the uh, uh, the yeah. editorial portion. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did, you know, I did catch myself. Um, it was uh, Dan, here, here. I'll give you a stanza. Uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, five, do it. six, seven, eight. In stanza eight. The last line, so 
for the winds of Frau Berta that a sickness came calling. Children yeah. guarded elders, others nurtured the fallen. My uh, pre-pagan mind was like, oh, she made a typo. There's a capital O on others. <laughs> yeah. But I immediately corrected myself as like, no, that's really good. That's, <laughs> you, <laughs> so, yeah, the children guarded elders. The others nurtured the fallen. And I, I was like, oh, I love that. I just, I, there's so much well, I love about it. Yeah. Well, and I started, there were several points where when I read it aloud, I get choked up because I see COVID in this. Like, every stanza about, you know, surviving this virus. And so in in stanza eight, I guess, because I don't, know if they're numbered. How did you number these, Bradway? Anyway. I, I, I counted um, it. <laughs> you're so great. But the line where it says children guarded elders, I got fucked up because you know we're in week 38 of quarantine and my children you know, Neve and Mackenzie um, those two are employed. Johan is too young, of course. Um, but they Thank are out on the front line um, doing their thing. And I am in isolation and protected. So I am the elder being guarded by my children. And the others nurtured the fallen are those of us who are now in the arms of, you know, our ancestors. I'm not going to fucking cry. So, but yes. Yeah. Someone else say words now. (laughs) One of the things that I like, one of the things that I also did notice was, um, and I, I kind of do love the, um, the, the little bit of foreshadowing that you threw in there was with that as well as the um, the herbs had been gathered and the tinctures been made, the healthy bore yeah. Aaron so hands could be laid. Because I saw the um, the healthy bearing the errands. Um And I was like, mm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Because they're the only ones that can leave the house right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I saw that because uh, my partner and I actually just had the conversation today because the uh, the not an immunosuppressant isn't working for me. So mm-hmm. if I have to go on the immunosuppressant, then I won't be able to leave the house. And so that, right. that's going to be a decision that we have to that we have to make. And so right. you know, is it am, am I in pain or do I? You know, like that's, yeah, what, that's kind what of the, what do the you decision do? that we have to exactly. make. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, do I, am I in pain or do I possibly die? Like, pick a pick an option. Um, you know, so, or do I keep myself sequestered right. and, like, wait four, five, six months for a vaccine and then go on the immunosuppressants? But the fact that 
you know, the healthy are bearing the errands. So uh-huh. the sick can stay hidden. I mean, uh-huh. the fact that we're we're even asking that question in 2020 means what the hell has changed in 500 years from our ancestors living in the Alps, hearing the goat gods surviving the frigid cold, the whipping winds, the threats of death, and what the hell? Here we are in 2020, still afraid of the same shit. <laughs> right. You know, it's the dark of well, the year, man. And the, the, the I, it's not really funny, but um, I guess my sense of humor is a bit odd, as is pretty much yeah, everyone Yeah, no, here. no, no. It's um, perfect for... It's perfect for incantation. It's perfect for 2020 at this point. Um, yeah, we're that. We're that. Way. Um, I when we were talking about um Frau Perkta earlier, um, her we we forgot to mention with the disemboweling <laughs> that uh when she does when she does her wrath, um, yeah, she disembowels you and then shoves. Uh, straw, straw, and yes. pebbles inside of you. Yeah. So not only are you disemboweled, which, by the way, won't kill you initially. Um, right. She she makes sure that you'll at least die a slow and painful death. Um, right. But I love that you you did say she held back her worst, for they both agreed that the gates of hell's claim had too early swung free. Yeah. Um, and I, I personally read that as like, once I, once I like caught on to exactly what we were talking about at that point, I was like, right. oh, cause we didn't, cause like this was supposed to be a much slower build. Like we were supposed to have stopped the curve or at least like made this not as bad as it is. Like if it, it, it had, we known, <laughs> Well, the thing is, and and the thing, like, it's kind of not to, you know, not to jump pantheons or anything, but it is kind of a Pandora's box situation. Like, once it's out, it's out. But we were supposed to flatten the curve. Like, that was, in in every other country, that was the the idea. Look at New Zealand. They did great, right? Like, they they have, I think, four cases a day now. They're, They're great. Right. And here we are with how many new a day? Yeah. That's like it's an, it's an, it's forgive the ableism it's, but it's it's, it's insanity. Criminal. Why are they still doing yeah. this? Yeah. It's um criminal. And and basically Frau Perkta decides these people aren't guilty. The ones right. in Washington are guilty. Right. That the, and how stoked it, would you be to know that Krampus is showing up at Mitch McConnell's house? Right. <laughs> and, and even, and I love that, that that compassion is there. Because that yeah. basically that she, she agreed that, you know, even if there were, chores and I, I like love to think that like if there were some chores that had been left undone like yeah. 
Yeah. It, there's a there's clearly a valid reason for that at this point. Like Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like no children are making soup. You know what I mean? It's like Right. This, you know, it's like let's give the like children have break. made the step stool so that they can make the soup. Like it's You know we, what I'm saying? I mean Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Screw this. You guys want to go disembowel. I got some addresses for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do see meat poppets out of them. Go ahead, Bradwick. Uh, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I got distracted by meat pockets. Sorry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, What were you getting? No, I'm. I I just wanted to. um, I don't know if you noticed. But there's some similarities that came to mind when I was rereading it just now. Um, there's yeah. some really cool similarities between this and um, your incantation from uh, episode eight, uh, which was your deeds lay beside you. Um, <gasps> Are you kidding me? There's, no, because there's This is where the English extra... major comes through. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I shall read an excerpt from Yeah. Uh um from from that incantation. Um so the part I'm looking at it's um uh, da, 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 da. hold on, hold on. Almost there. Almost we're there. Holding. <laughs> we're, we're holding. Um wait up, for it. Up. A place where rage rises and claims all that's weak. Your paltry seduction, the cries of the meek. You don't know there are watchers whom see what you do. Your innermost breakings, quiet turns of the screw. Now, I skipped ahead a little bit because there's actually a part before that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. See? I'm I'm I done messed up. Oh no, no okay, it's right after perfect. that. Flower. She brings watchers with her to all those small hours. And that made me think when I heard um the part in tonight's incantation where she's talking to all of them. Um uh let's see here. The Crossman wow. grew fevered and filed their horns. Ralpacta allowed them to command the dark storms. So it's like she sees it. Like she sees what's happening in the darkness. She and she brought them with her. They're her watchers. So I see like a correlation between the two. Right. Right. Holy shit. Wow. It's so cool. <laughs> and it is so cool. And I mean it's it's helpful to for me to process with you all because when when I was writing it I wasn't I, I wasn't thinking I was like my job was just as like a scribe you know what I'm saying like I almost wasn't this was trans magic 
I guess is what I'm saying, because for umpteen hours, I I didn't sleep. I was in this, you know what, I'm going to post the screenshot from my sleep app so you all can see, like, the portion where I slept and then the portion where I'm just below waking for hours. And so I'm lucid dreaming that whole time. So I'm going to publish that screenshot so you guys can see it because this is where the actual dreaming and vision and stuff was happening. And then when I officially woke up, whatever the fuck that means, I don't know. Um, I started writing at 6 a.m. and I didn't stop. So it's not like I, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking. I was just hands. <gasps> I was the Krampus. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my I'm God. I'm glad that you figured that out. Shut up, Neve. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> tripping. I'm going to go. I'm like going to hang up. You guys? <laughs> okay, you guys have a fun night. I'm going to hang up now. And I'm going to let you guys talk amongst yourselves. Holy Okay, good night, Mommy. Good night. Good night. I love you now. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Holy you shit. You don't love me? I love you so much. Oh, okay. So Holy shit. I was I love you, mommy. No, I'm just kidding. I I wrote the thing. I didn't get to think about it. And now I'm able to think about it with you guys. And it's freaking me out. How did you write your deeds leave beside you? Was that kind of under the same circumstances? Or were you like, totally awake and writing that on your own? Um, I was conscious for that one because I was cursing someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a bane- <laughs> I'm a baneful chick, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and you can plug in. So your G's lay beside you. I mean, that's, you can plug in whatever person you hate that particular incantation and it works. Oh good. You know. Good to know. So it well, right and it stick that in your back pocket. But I mean shit, I guess now that you say that, you could plug the um current resident of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue into both of those incantations and it would work. Well, plug and play. Yeah. And, and I mean, you use a lot of, oh, gosh, there's another one. You use a lot of, there's a lot of things going on between the two that are similar. Like, dark as a queen, black wind through night trees, whipping around yeah. you. You knew not to flee. And then you've got Perto over here coming out of the woods. You know, yeah, and her and her winds ushering forth, like and whipping up her wrath. Like you're doing a lot of interesting stuff here. Um, and since you said it was trance work, I'm super interested to see wow. what happens next. 
You're right. And how, how about I'm reading the poem or fable, right, with you all, and the fucking rain start and the wind starts whipping my bedroom windows, and I was like, here we go again, because when I do my Samhain incantation, <laughs> the winds always come, and I remember scaring, Neve, do you remember me scaring the shit out of Emily? And Emelith uh, yelling over the <clears throat> when I was reciting um, Hamlet Shakespeare's um, what what was it uh, Act Four Scene One where they're encanting over the cauldron you know thrice and once the hedge pig whines and I was stirring the um, broth I was making for the solemn supper. Oh, no. and, yeah, and Emily yells over the balcony of the house, and she goes, slow your roll, Mom. You're making it rain. <laughs> because the wind had picked up. You know, because I do remember that. Just, I, I was joking around, and I'm, like, reciting lines of Shakespeare, and the wind starts picking up, and Emma starts getting all scared and shit. And I was like, ooh, I have mojo. So... Just now, I'm reading, you know. Yeah, that shit was fucking, wild. It, it, it. I mean, you saw that, Nev, right? Um. Yeah, yeah. No, I turned on the porch lights because I was like, something's gonna fall. Yeah, there's gonna be trees down in the neighborhood. Um, but that's in, those are interesting points, Bradwick, because I hadn't thought of that. Um, and you know, it's interesting because the Night Queen, I'm talking about, um, Hecate as, of course, as a devotee of hers. Um, and Frau Perkta is also called, uh, Berkta, um, because there is a German word, Berat which means bright one. Hello. It's like, okay, this is cool. Or another translation of her name can mean covered or hidden one. And Frau Perkta is relegated to the wild, like the forest itself. She is the forest itself. And the wild beasts are the Krampen. And so your parallel works, Bradwick, because the Night Queen has watchers that do her, you know, reconnaissance mission, basically. Dude, I'm still flipping out that I was like the Krampus yesterday morning writing the fucking poem. That's, you know, let's also, to... I'm just going to throw this out there and you do what you want with it. Say it, say it. So you're, um, well, actually, let me ask you one question. Ooh, oh, wait, yeah, no, you like wrote it. that. Oh, okay. So you wrote, your deeds lay beside you. 
on March 18th, 2020. I know this because you posted it, so I'm not making that up. Um, and no, then I didn't. we I wrote it. What? I wrote it. I wrote it three years oh, ago. Oh, wait. No, three years ago? March, three years ago. Oh, but, I guess that might but that's that's interesting. my question. No, 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 but that makes sense because it was spring. And March of this year was when the pandemic was declared. Declared. I mean, what the fuck does that mean? Because it was already here. But still, March is when we went into quarantine. March 13th. We went into quarantine. And I had noticed that in the spring of this year, it felt like November to me because the world sounded different, you know, like the winds sounded different. It it felt like sour, thunder. you know, it's, yeah, the, yes, the thunder sounded weird and the winds felt like November. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a fair comparison to make. Oh wait, okay. So you just said something else just now. So you you're saying that the you wrote it in March, springtime. Yeah. Where you yeah. said it felt like November. Well, then we posted yeah. and aired that that specific incantation. We aired it November seventh of this year, when we still did not know exactly who the new president elect was. Oh, and now. Um... And now he's out. I'm just saying I was going to let you do with it what you want. I'm just saying <laughs> you, you, you put out a thing there, and now he's on his way out, and now you're getting transparent yeah. to us saying, yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, they're going to be disemboweled. I'm with Cam. <laughs> There's going to be some surgical disemboweling. <laughs> <laughs>
basically with hands, claws, what have you, writing it. So reading it is like a completely different experience. And there's 55 fucking stanzas? That's a lot. (laughs) Shit. I could do a dissertation on this one piece alone. But you know what, Cam, I think it was really funny you noticing how disappointed the Krampen were because they're like, oh, man, you know little kids us to slay and shit and put in baskets? And she's like, you know what, though? Hold on. All I'm saying yeah. is that they didn't exactly have tablets to keep their kids occupied. You had Hello. to be creative. Hello. That is the truth. That is the truth. And the idea of disemboweling um, the current resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and stuffing him with straw and pebbles. I mean, yeah, you hello, don't meat poppins. <laughs> right, the rocks. <laughs> so we're going to play. Oh, my gosh. It's like Build-A-Bear, except it's Donald Trump. Let's <laughs> not forget uh, those son of his are also under allegations in New York, too. So that, they've got something. <laughs> that is exciting. That just makes me so damn happy. But the villagers are safe, and the elder gods are coming to claim these asshats. I couldn't be happier about the pagan revolution, man. I feel like buying fireworks over the state line and bringing them back here and just going crazy. Oh, I can't wait to get feedback on this. What else you got? Nevi, I know you got thoughts. Uh, yes, you're on the spot. Can I have a can I have a, a prompt? I've got lots of thoughts and stuff and I can answer questions too. I don't know. Well, do I mean, you have a question? Your... Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, yesterday when I read it to you, you were like, should I lay down for this? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, had no, I had no idea that it was actually going to be 15 minutes long because, of course, Aaron timed me in well, reading also, it. So I feel like I need to explain that to people who don't know me and how I do during ritual and ceremony and classes and whatnot. But um, yeah, you can. when I do meditation, when I do trance work, when I do any kind of ceremony, stuff like that, I prefer to be laying down. I don't like sitting while meditating. I actually right. fucking hate it. But um, <laughs> because think about it this way. If you're focused on keeping your muscles locked in your back so you don't slump forward or you keep trying yeah. to keep pro- uh, proper posture, and you're not focused, yeah. you're not devoting the entirety of your self 
to the process. And then also the fact like that, I mean, part of my, uh, my, my ailments, my physical ailments is my back seizes. And so I'm not going to put myself through that pain, painful. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Anyway. So I'm, so my question was when I asked if I should lay down was um, if it was going to induce a type of uh, journey for me in a mental, magical, trancey way. And, you know, that's like my favorite kind of magic. Um, Yes, it is. So, yeah, so I, I knew I was going to, I knew, I, I kind of knew I was going to have to lay down because I was going to work and you're like, Neve, you looked at me all manic and you were like, Neve, <laughs> I need to read you something. And I was like, I'm going to work. And you said, okay, I'll tell you later. And then you went back to your phone. Okay, I don't know so if you I know that. I don't know if I you just blacked it out. We've already agreed. <laughs> Why do you say that? Like, it was funny because like all the lights were still off in her room because it was like eight o'clock in the morning and I was going to work. All the lights were off in her room and she's got blackout uh, blinders on the window, and so the room is like pitch black and all you could see is like the ghostly gloom from her phone just like lighting up her face in a tiny bit, and she's all fucking manic, so her eyes are like blown wide. And I'm just like, can I get you something before I leave for work? And she's like, Never, you need to read this. And I was like, I can't. I'm going to work. I will we'll listen to it when we come home, when I come home. And she's like, okay. And then goes right back to her phone. And I was like, okay. I love you. And she's like, I, 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 I love you too. <laughs> she's like, and I don't know if she remembers this. Um, I do now. Do you, I didn't oh, know. You I didn't remember that before. No. What'd you say? What'd you say, Cam? That sounds exactly like you. That's all I'm saying. I don't don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Um, But yeah, so so I I laid down for it, and I was very glad that I did because I was able to focus my whole uh, being on fable the story being read to me and the first thing I said when it was all done um, she goes thoughts opinions and Aaron was like I need to read it you need to give me a second to digest and like talking to her like she was a goddamn child Um, well I was yeah and my first reaction was that it made me feel very nostalgic because um like the way that I grew up, the way that I grew up, I was listening to those kinds of fables and uh, yeah. nighttime ghost stories and bed stories of like the deities and the the champions and the heroes and all types of really cool shit uh, that any what? pagan would dream of growing up with. And pagan so mom. it reminded it reminded me absolutely of like Aesop's fables and the old. Uh, the old stories that she would read to me. Or oh, would tell oh me I'm not like, that old. I'm, you know. I, I didn't say that you were old. I, I said that you were reading me I'm just stories. kidding. I'm just kidding. These are the jokes, man. Uh, anyway. The imagery was good? 
the imagery was very good, and it did uh, transport me, at least personally, back to both my childhood and also, mm-hmm. um, like, the 1600s or wherever hundreds when, like, that was, like, when we're sitting around a campfire, we're sitting around a, a fire or sitting in bed uh, with, like, bed warmers at our feet that'll catch the bed on fire, but, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could see the exposed rafters and I could uh see the the hay stuffed mattress and the uh the and the inevitable back pain that you're going to have from yeah. sleeping on it. Yeah. But they already had back pain. What do you what how, what do you know different? <laughs> anyway. True. Um, There's um No, not much. It's there's a stanza when I read it, I actually got fucked up and it was, <clears throat> I don't know what number it is because my copy is not numbered nerds. Anyway, um, the stanza of it says they've heard the great mother through the voice of a mm-hmm. child. They've seen through the folly and have chosen the wild. That's about Greta Thunberg. Oh, I thought it was about me and Johan. I love you, Nene. No. Do you, do you see how child is capitalized? I mean, not that you wouldn't be capitalized, Nene. You would totally be capitalized because wow. I love you and you're my firstborn. Oh shit. Anyway, I love uh, I love that when I love that the the, the constant simultaneous like condescending and praising <laughs> that happens. <laughs> You know what? I never said my parenting was perfect except for five minutes ago. Yeah, um, you did. Okay. But anyway, that's nice. Don't no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's fine. I don't mind. They, they've heard the great mother through the voice of a child. And I was like, holy shit. Who, I mean, the global spokesperson this year, last year, is Greta Thunberg. And I'm like, shit, she's even from a Scandian country. Is she Swedish? Isn't that right? Is she from Sweden? Pretty sure she's German. I don't know. That's unconfirmed. We have to verify that. Listeners of Incantation Nation, but so she's a child from a country that has this massive Yulebakken. So she's from Sweden. Yeah, she's born in Stockholm. Cool. So born in Stockholm. So people should know that the Yulebakken is this ginormous goat made from straw, and it always gets set fire to like prior to the festival because people, humans cannot stand to, to see that thing like out there. And they're like, Oh my God, I want it to burn so bad. You know? So it's like this impossible, irresistible urge. I have to burn the Yule bucket, you know? And in my mind, I'm, like, picturing a 
fucking flaming crossbow, right? <laughs> and launching and launching flaming arrows at this gigantic I don't even know how big it is, like like four stories tall, the Yule Bakken. And Yule, of course, meaning, you know, the mid midwinter and Bakken meaning goat. So winter goat. Let's let's make a freaking winter goat thirty stories tall and as big as Rhode Island or something, and then set it on fire. Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just super jelly because they get to burn giant goats. I don't know. But yeah. So. Any other? I mean, we can totally put one out in the middle of the street in front of your house and give you a crossbow from your window. I, I would be so happy if that happened. Like, I would, I, I would probably just, I, yeah, I would strip a gear. I'd be out for two weeks, and then I'd have to be told that I actually shot a flaming crossbow into the very thing. I have to watch like video footage of myself doing it because right. it will probably short circuit my happy little brain hole scrambled inside my skull. That's, yeah, a, that's someone, a dream right Someone would have to video you. All right, it. let's get on this. Like this feels like an action item. This feels like a thing we should do. I don't even know how to end the show, guys. I'm still Well I am I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I hadn't thought that far ahead. It's like <laughs> so unprofessional. Forty nine feet. Okay, so the silent presence in the room, otherwise known as Aaron the housemate. Um according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the nineteen ninety three version of the Gavigot or the Yulwachen was 49 feet tall to the upper curve of its, what can its horns? Yay. That is big magic. Big 49 feet tall magic. What were you saying, Bradwick? That is some big horn oh. magic. <laughs> Rereading some of your your stanzas, stanzai, stanzas, yeah. stanzas. and um, I was I'm I'm remembering several conversations I've had this week at work. Actually, one I just had yesterday with um, mm-hmm. some some people that came into the office, and I mean they're people that I don't normally have long conversations with, but for whatever reason. I did. I ended up having like a 20 minute conversation with each of these people. And it was about the same thing, you know, about the current climate of things, the virus and yada, yada, yada. Right. But the, um, uh, where losses have purged them of dreamt riches untold and thus have returned them. He finished to the ways of the old. Right. 
And when I when I reread that again, I had to think to myself, well, shit. I just had a couple conversations with people that I have I kind of know their personality a little bit just because of um, work. Like they're not, I don't work with them. Uh, right. I guess you could say I work for them. I don't know. They're, they're customers. I'll call right. them customers. I'm trying yeah, not no, to give no. away where I work. Um, but they're right. customers, so I kind of know them. And I had conversations I didn't think I'd have. And we start talking about, you know, how we've all been divided and how they want to go back to, you know, just, being as one and and the whole like uh, racial injustice thing and um, I had a gentleman tell me and, and he he was African American and he said you know what I as much as somebody might criticize me for it I think it should still be an all lives matter because because we all do and it should have been like this from the start. And where did the hell it did we go wrong? Like what happened? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I and now that I'm reading this, I'm like, well, dang. Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of people recently that seem to be leaning towards, you know, oh, let's go back to the the old ways. You know, I well, think we but, should just all be but, at the ready. But I mean, the really really old ways because well yeah white people yeah, not, not this 1950s idealistic bullshit exactly exactly yeah. I mean white people yeah. Yeah. Their privilege like, I'm sorry like the 1950s exactly. were not that great <clears throat> right exactly right. but they're like I want my white privilege back and it's like no but you're not going to get it because it's a new day but that's an interesting segue because when I'm researching uh, Krampus and the Krampen because I taught a class on Krampus five years ago. I'm actually looking at the notes from the field trip that we took when the Krampus movie came out. Um, I I told uh, people at the shop, I'm going to do a class on the horn god, you know, the deity. I'm going to do a deity class on the horn god from the Alps. And they were like, what are you talking about? Because they're thinking Pan is Mediterranean and that's it. It's like, no, 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 no. There's other goat gods and depending on what part of the world you're in, the lore is different. So we're going to study Krampus. They're like, who the hell is Krampus? It's, I mean, like we were teaching this stuff before Americans really knew what Krampus was because non-pagans be that way. But knowing that this is the horn god lore from the mountainous regions of the Alps, I'm like, okay, so I'll teach a class on where that lore comes from and why you would have a survival deity um, in the Alps, which five years later, we're like, okay, can we have another survival deity, please? And it's like, we got one. His name's Krampus. So get some bighorn magic and um, headbutt your way through it because we're in the Alps, bitch. We're on an exposed mountain and we got some surviving to do. But 
the oldest lore about Krampus is like hundreds and hundreds of years old. I'm going to have to research that now because that's going to bug me. But when you get to the 17 and 1800s, Bradwick, you're exactly right. They turn Krampus into the devil. They change his coloring from um, mud color, like the actual color of um, the ibex in the Alps, to a sooty color of black. And they make him the chained slave of St. Nicholas. So this has horrific racist and Aryan nation bullshit connotations slapped onto it in the late 1700s and the 1800s, um, you know, when they're mass marketing Christianity and the supremacy of good old Saint Nicholas against these racialized versions. So when people say, can't we just be one people and all lives matter? No. You know why? Because one white Santa Claus does not equal six to nine racialized horn god slaves. It's like, I see you, racism. Your privilege is fucked up, and we're going to deconstruct that shit, and I'm not going to give you any airtime. But the fact is, if you guys go online and do more research, which I always recommend, educate yourself, you're going to see that there are later versions of Krampus where he's called um, Svatpreet, and Svatza meaning Black Peter. What the fuck? No, thank you. I'm not down with any Black Peter. I'm I'm not taking your racist bait. You just move, keep your Christianity moving, keep your racism moving. I'm going to stick with Krampus with being the clause of the goddess Perkta. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep the origins of these oral traditions and this mythos um, free Aryan nation bullshit. Just like them trying to steal um, the meanings of runes and certain stanzas of the Havamal to suit their racial, you know, racist purposes. I'm not having that shit. I'm not having that shit. You don't get to co-opt pagan values and make it suit your racist needs because that's bullshit and I'm not having that. So usually when you look at the origins of these tales, um, we are one people. We all are trying to survive the worst case scenarios and we are trying to honor the ancestral ways no matter what region of the world our people come from. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's me on a soapbox. 
advocating for Krampus. Krampus for um, president 2024. Just kidding. Um, so anyway, that is our Krampus Knock show. I would love to thank um, Chimera and Bradwick Peach and Neve, lead antagonist, for joining us on the show this evening. Did you guys enjoy yourselves? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Always. Thank you, Neve. Bradwick, you're compelled to say yes because, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're the lead engineer, after all. And Aaron, Sarah, are we? What? Are we, are we taking questions? This? Oh, you want to do no, some? There are... Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> are, are we going to be posting this online for our listeners to read? Okay. Well, yeah, I have a yeah. request. Yeah, go ahead. I. Because of who I am, I would love to see okay. our villagers' illustrations that would match <gasps> this fable. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell so yeah. Let's, let's assign that to the listeners. You, I love that. Dude, give them a little, a little festive art project. That would be fun. Damn it. And there's plenty of listeners to Incantation Nation and villagers that are artists because we focus on the artistic expression of our people. So what people do, I mean, I'm going to number these stanzas so I can, you know, fulfill my nerdly prophecy. And, um, and we can do illustrations per stanza and publish it, like, as a community project. Holy shit, Bradwick, I love you. Yes, 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 yes. I want to do it. I'm going to buy it for all the little ones. It's going to be our new Yuletide story by the fire. New traditions are happening. (laughs) They're happening now. So I will post um, this megalithic, epic, cramping style um, on the Incantation Nation Facebook page. And I'm also going to grab that screenshot of what lucid dreaming looks like on a graph. Yeah. And the mania that Neve says I had yesterday morning. (laughs) Let's illustrate that too. Hey, Nev, can you sketch what I looked like? Yesterday morning oh, in the yeah. dark. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the best. Oh my gosh. This is gonna. Will, this is gonna end up I looking like a police a, sketch. I will sometimes. send a little sketch. I will send a oh, sketch this. to you to post. <laughs> this is too good. Okay. So, um, we're gonna wrap it up. I don't know if we have any extra time for Q and A, but what we'll do is we'll close out the show, and if folks want to stick around and uh, send 
questions. I can we can do. Do we have any time, Bradwick, for Q and A? Um, we have. We only have about three minutes left in this evening's program. Right, but do we have extra minutes afterwards? Well, yes. How many? How many extra minutes? How many? How many you want? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You see, this is how I know you're bullshitting. We're about to get cut off. So let's do this. Radwick, you go ahead and put us to bed, and then whatever time we have, we'll answer questions. Cool? Okay. Yep, sounds great. Okay. I think I will put us to bed with a track right. by S.J. Tucker uh, okay. called The Feast of Krampus. Nice. All right. Thank you, guys. 